With each day going to lower to middle 80s. The Louisiana Wildfowl Festival is October 28th and 29th at the Castine Center at Pelican Park in Mandeville. See over 2,000 hand-carved and collected decoys and other stunning wildlife. Reserve a spot at Saturday's dinner and meet guest speaker, lead judge, and 18-time world champion, Pat Goddard. See live decoy carving and painting at the Louisiana Wildfowl Festival October 28th and 29th at the Castine Center in Mandeville's Pelican Park. There's an absentee auction for non-attendees at lwccg.com. The views and opinions expressed during this show are those of the hosts and guests only. In no way do they represent the views, positions, or opinions expressed or implied of WGSO 990 AM or North Shore Radio, LLC. Well, we are glad to be here. It must be 4 o'clock. Work day's gone. Herd's Louisiana Live. Your host is Paul Hurd. We're, as usual, we're glad to be with you at the end of a good work uh, or the work day, beginning of a work week. Mondays is not a bad day. It just feels that way. <laughs> uh, the uh, We're glad. Look, we're going to get the show on. We've got a lot of interesting Louisiana news. Pop, 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 pop. Then we're going to talk about, I'm going to start out with talking about the elections are back. The elections, we're going to talk about the, uh, the elections in front of us. We've got the runoff. Uh, we're going to talk just, just a little bit about the calendar, not really the candidates, uh, but the, um, uh, just generally how much more campaigning are you going to uh, receive, how much before you can vote early, how much before... You have to vote on election day, but we've got the attorney general running. We got runoff there, secretary of state we have, and treasurer we have. Uh, we'll talk about those candidates and the um, alternatives in front of you. Uh, but right now, look, we're going we're gonna to do that. Remember, um, we're going to do the financial report, then talk about the campaigns ahead of us, and bop, 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 we're going to hit some... Uh, uh, interesting politics going on right now, and I've look. I've looked for I've looked for two things. One, the clemency cases are still pending in some status. I I could not find any report on what happens. That usually means bad news for the death penalty uh, applicants. Uh, if there's good news. Uh, Tyler Bridges and the others at the uh, Advocate and the Times Speaking Union will make sure that we know that we're getting closer to letting out murderers. Uh, so I can't find anything. I think that means that uh, the the settlement is holding to, uh, together. I also couldn't. I didn't pick up anything, and I really didn't expect to yet. On Mike Johnson running for Speaker of the House. It's going on as we speak. The, uh, uh, the Republican caucus had to meet today, and I think there's now seven potential candidates uh, after McCarthy, after Scalise, after Jordan. We've got seven more uh, that are now all lined up at the starting gate, and they're making their pitch uh, in a confidential closed meeting with all the elected Republican uh, congressmen. And then tomorrow, 
there will be a private vote, uh, or, and then there'll be an election on the floor, perhaps, whether they can get to 217 or not, we'll find out. Right now, we don't know how our congressman is doing. He's from northwest Louisiana, Mike Johnson, uh, been a, uh, a quiet conservative, and so he uh, may be in a position to be a compromise candidate. We'll see. Uh, he, he's at least got one in seven shot. But we'll do the financial report, and then we'll move on with Louisiana and really what we've got going in front of us. Uh, the market today was sort of flat. What's bubbling is interest rates. Bubble, rates are going up. What have we said? If interest goes up and it won't go down, so with interest going up, rates are going up. And when rates go up, stock markets go down. Stock markets are down a little bit today. Uh, two out of three, but NASDAQ is different because it's driven technology. S&P closed down seven points. That's not even two-tenths of 1%. It's, it's a step down. We don't like it, but it's livable. NASDAQ closed up 34 points. That's up a quarter of 1%. Not bad for a, a day's work. Dow Jones closed at down 170 Um Wait a minute, I'm bifocaling. Down 190, and that is a, about six-tenths of a percent because they uh, that number's bigger. 32,936 is the Dow closing. That's down 190. Uh, but that's really, uh, that's an up and down that's not not significant. Uh, the what we're, Where it is getting significant, and we talked about this last week, for the first time, we're getting a flat yield curve, and unfortunately, we're getting it at the at at both ends because what we've got is the it, it's a big deal. You know, there's certain markers in finance. One of the markers that that the investor community looks for is when the ten-year Treasury bill begins to yield 5%. And it's because the 10-year bill is used as a gauge for a lot of things internationally and, and nationally. Uh, th today, our two-year Treasury bill closed at 5.06. Our five-year, uh, I'm sorry, our, yeah, our two-year closed at 5.06. The 30-year closed at 5.00. That means we barely have a inverted curve, basically five hundredths of one percent. Otherwise, it's basically flat. Now we look at the two-year. If you look at the two-year at five point oh six, the ten-year. No, I'm sorry. The five-year closed at that five percent, or or finally crept over the five percent. It may have settled back at 4.9 by the end of the day, but the point is that all the interest rates are going up. Oil and gas was uh, is fading down a little bit. Natural gas used to last 10 days ago. We, it was above three dollars a uh, million cubic feet. It's at 2.92 now. That was up a little bit, uh, but. 
again, it's below that three that we had a week ago. Uh, oil, the Brent crude oil that we watched is down uh, to 887.38. Remember, it's, it crept up above our, our 85 that we like as a ceiling. We want it below 85 to help the economy and to help moderate inflation. It's above that. It's at 87.38. That's where we are with the markets. They didn't really do much. Let's go on to Louisiana and elections and politics and what we've got going on in this state and this region of the state, the southeast, Orleans, Jefferson, St. Tammany. Uh, let's talk about that. But I do want to mention this. Here's our election. Get this in your mind. We only have 12 days left of campaigning before early voting is possible. Early voting will start November 4. That's a Saturday, and it'll go through the next Saturday, except they don't do it on Sunday. So you'll go Saturday, no Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then early closing will close on November 11. Then you go until the following Saturday, no voting, no early voting, and then on the 18th will be the election day. We've got the Attorney General race, we've got the Secretary of State race, and we've got the Treasurer race, but that's what we needed uh, to remind ourselves it's coming. And here's really the reason I brought it up here. Look, the campaign was such a, a, a mind-bender with the conservatives in the in the Senate winning, uh, conservatives in the House winning, and Jeff Landry winning with 52% first time out. When we get back, we're going to talk about everybody's getting cranked up, everybody took 10 days off, and now it's time to get the elections going again. This is Paul Hurd, your host. Louisiana Live is your program. We're coming in hot. We'll be right back. Thank you. Hey, it's Kevin Carr with your personal sneak preview invitation to join me on Sunday evening from 8 to 9 for Fat Guys at the Movies. Each week I give you my take on the newest movies and movie news, but in a fun way. Not like those stuffy movie review snobs who take themselves way too seriously. I tell you if the new movies rock or not. Yes, it's fun for all ages with Fat Guys at the Movies. I'll see you Sunday evening at 8 on WGSO 990 AM. The Tux Charitable Foundation, in association with the crew of Tux Parade, is holding the 4th Tux Umbrella Walk and Gumbo Graw on October 28th at 9 a.m. in Audubon Park, Shelter Number 10 off Magazine Street. Food, drink, live music are all included with registration. This is where Mardi Gras meets Halloween, and everyone is encouraged to come in costume. Kids' activities include the Small Friars Umbrella Decorating Tent, Decorated Wagon Parade, and Small Friars Funhouse. Please go to www.tuxfoundation.org for information and registration. Donate your vehicle and make a difference. WGSO 990 AM has partnered with Charitable Adult Rides and Services, also known as CARS, to allow you the opportunity to donate your car, truck, motorcycle, RV, or boat to our nonprofit organization. You may qualify for a tax deduction while supporting a cause that is near and dear to your heart. 
simply go to WGSO.com and follow the link on our homepage. Vehicle donation pickup is always free to you and most vehicles can be picked up within 24 to 72 hours. You'll receive an initial car donation receipt upon pickup and then the CARS team will work to turn your car into cash to support our cause. Once your vehicle is sold, the CARS team will provide you proper tax forms in time to file. Their friendly donor support representatives are available seven days a week to assist throughout the process. Again, for more information, go to WGSO.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me Souls Jewelry. Souls Jewelry is located at 8700 West Judge Perez Drive in the Mall in Chalmette, Louisiana. Souls Jewelry. Also for custom design jewelry, 504-276-1009. In other words, baby, kiss me. When the time came, I knew I had to find a place where Mom would be safe and active while still feeling independent. A place that was close to all of us and everything she needed. Locally owned and operated in the heart of Gonzales, I found Francois Benz Senior Living. They specialize in independent and assisted living and memory care. Call 225-647-BEND for more information on our special pre-leasing offers. Francois Benz Senior Living. Experience life as it should be. We've got that first lap down. We've got the finances report. Good news is it's pretty steady in spite of the war in the Middle East. Let's talk about Louisiana now. First, as you would suspect, uh, now that everybody's caught their breath, all the campaigns uh, that that won are, are out of the way. They've caught, they've caught their breath. They're coming back. Here comes Governor-elect Jeff Landry is urging us all to get out and vote uh, either early or on election day to make sure we complete your task as a uh, citizen and as a voter in Louisiana. The runoff elections, he talks about the calendar that we just talked about. And of course, as you would suspect, the the Republican governor-elect Jeff Landry endorses uh, Liz uh, Merle for attorney general and John Fleming for treasurer, and unrelated Nancy Landry for secretary of state. I think it's going to be entries. We're going to, we're going to have, if she's successful, and it's likely she will be, I'm just talking about the, project, the predict, predictions right now, or projections. The, uh, we're going to have a governor Landry, and we're going to have a secretary of state Landry. So, uh, it's going to all be in the family, even if they're not related. Uh, but please remember, get out and vote. Our go- new governor says so. It's going to be interesting. We're going to talk about what's the big bang going to be when they get off the ground. And he gets sworn in January 8th, I believe. And we, we expect between crime, insurance, uh, it's highly likely that we may have a special session uh, somewhere late January or February. We'll see uh, how that's turning out. But, of course, those endorsements are there. You know, get out to vote, be there or be square kind of thing. Uh, Again, I encourage everyone to get out and vote. Uh, 
we can't we we can't complain if we don't make a choice. So get out there and make your choice and uh, let the world hear you. Uh, next scene. Interesting, we don't often end up the source of some of these national cases that make it to the U.S. Supreme Court. But this time, Louisiana is the source of one of the major cases of this term. And uh, it's about the, the contest between those people who believe they were... Uh, muffled, or they were suppressed on social media at the requirement, at the request, at the instruction of federal government. Federal government cannot impose uh, any limitations on freedom of speech. Okay, but can they uh, muscle up on a private industry? Private industry, private businesses, people have freedom of speech themselves and private entities can control the speech that they put out. The theory is that these social media platforms are private businesses, not public businesses. They're not a utility. They're just a very large private newspaper and they can publish what they want to publish uh, even though they got a special protection from the uh, Congress when all this started, but be that as it may. What happened was these people sued in the Western District of Louisiana, these people who had had their speech suppressed, and they put on, they were a couple of different states were also involved, and they put on a good case, and Judge Doty from the Western District of Louisiana ruled in favor of the individuals and found that the people's First Amendment rights had been violated uh, because they had done what the Biden administration wanted them to do. In other words, they were acting more or less as the... Uh, agent of government, and therefore government doesn't have the right to suppress speech. And so the court in West, Western District of Louisiana, Judge Doty, issued an injunction against the federal agencies, the FBI, uh, the administration, that prohibited them from interfacing with these major social media platforms. And they were enjoined from having any more contact uh, as it relates to the content that's being put out on the social media. Well, it went up to the Fifth Circuit, and the Fifth Circuit modified the, the restraining order, but otherwise affirmed the factual and constitutional finding that the government, through these platforms, was suppressing largely conservative Republican uh, statements, freedom of speech, and so they were enjoined. The Supreme Court has taken up this case, and the Supreme Court uh, narrowed down 
the injunction even more so that the federal government can have contact with these entities during the litigation. What's important about the Judge Doty's case is that it has, it's going to be a contest between how much pressure can government put on private entities to do actions that they want, they, the government want, that they could not constitutionally do themselves. Uh, I remember this whole idea of private. I remember back when I was in school 150 years ago, uh, there was a case, and this was when malls were being developed. Well, prior to that, if you wanted to stage a protest, you could do it out in a public street. You, the public area is where you would protest, where you would march, where you would have your freedom of speech, your demonstration. What was happening were malls were being created. No longer did you go down a public main street on public property the malls were becoming uh, the place to go, the place to shop. And so the people who wanted to protest wanted to go in and be able to protest and exercise their First Amendment inside the malls where everybody was. And this also was whether or not the, uh, some of the more uh, interesting groups that were soliciting money, like the uh, Harry Krishnas and those kind, um, whether they could go in the mall go and, and solicit. The Supreme Court held that once that mall became so dominant and uh, it, that it became the functional equivalent of Main Street, that you had the right to exercise your First Amendment rights and not to be stifled. We're, instead of it being the mall 50 years later, 60 years later, we're now looking at is, is social media, is uh, X, is Facebook, is it, quote, our functional Main Street? And if it is, does government need to leave us alone and the private people that run it have to tolerate freedom of speech on their platforms? We'll see. Very important case. Huge whether, whether or not they're imp compelled to edit, whether they can edit, will, uh, will be interesting. Look, when we get back, we got more Louisiana stuff to talk about. We've got redistricting. We've got assessments in Orleans Parish and the uh, people going crazy with it going up so high. This is Paul Hurd, your host. Louisiana Live is coming in hot. We'd love to hear from you. We'll give you the number when we get back. We'll take a brief break and you come back. The 34th Annual New Orleans Film Festival, inviting guests to six days of in-person screenings at the Contemporary Arts Center, The Broad, and the Britannia Theaters Uptown and at Canal Place from November 2nd to the 7th, plus a virtual cinema running November 2nd through the 12th. 
tickets and pass information, film schedule, and how to watch from wherever you are at NewOrleansFilmFestival.org. We know you'll have a great time, so your first ticket is on us with the code NOLALOVE. You might be afraid to speak out for fear of cancel culture or losing your job. Christian Garrick Show on WGSO is your platform. Noon to 2, weekdays, right here on 990 AM WGSO. Tune in to Chew on This, Saturdays at noon on WGSO. Tell us what you're cooking or ask us how to cook it with Don Clement and Patty B. We'll share recipes, cooking techniques, everything from sous vide to grilling. Got a favorite kitchen gadget? Let us know about it. Your grandma's secret sauce? Now we're talking. Tips from home cooks for gourmet cooking at your home. Join Don Clement and Patty B for Chew on This, Saturdays at noon on WGSO. Come on to my house. More and more Americans are listening on American Ground. Listen each Saturday from noon to 1 p.m. with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Greetings, my fellow DePopal Drags of Society, a.k.a. God-loving patriots. It's the Flaming Conservative. Join me now on Friday nights at 7 for Holy and Patriotic Jambalaya on 990 AM WGSO, WGSO.com, and the TuneIn app. Jesus in America rocks. Everything old is new again is changing time from 1 o'clock on Saturdays to 9 a.m. WGSO 990 a.m. David Cohn, what do you think? Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Colleen Crane. The massive pileup on I-55 in St. John the Baptist Parish that claimed the lives of several travelers and sent many more to hospitals this morning was due to exceptionally low visibility. Tyler Stanfield with the National Weather Service says they were getting reports of visibility as low as an eighth of a mile when the crashes occurred. Stanford says the fog and smoke from nearby marsh fires made it extremely difficult to see. What we call uh, super fog is kind of what we, we term it as because of it being enhanced by smoke. And Stanfield says winds were all also low, which allowed that super fog to sock in, but stronger winds are expected for tomorrow morning's commute. We should see the winds start to gradually increase and, and decrease that dense fog threat. But as of right now, uh, the forecast does show that there'll be some at least patchy fog tomorrow morning. The blood center and local hospitals are urging eligible people to donate blood as several people had to be transported to area hospitals. For donation center locations, visit thebloodcenter.org. LRN. If your power goes out, with Power Multiplier games from the lottery. Can you feel it? Feel it. With Power Up Multiplier, you can multiply your winnings. Win cash instantly with Power Spots. Feel the power. Can you feel it? Multiply your power. Power. Play all five games. Win up to $500,000. Feel the power and play Power Multiplier games today. Can you feel it? Feel it? Feel it? Feel the power. Top prize, $500,000. Can you feel it? Multiply your power. Power. Must be at least 21 to purchase. It's Jeff Cruer, host of Ringside Politics. I'd like to introduce WGSO General Manager, Marianne Guzman. WGSO is locally owned and operated right here in New Orleans. We believe in cultivating local talent and emphasize local programs. If you have an interest in hosting your own program, then we have some prime spots available. 
Thanks, Marianne. Folks, take advantage of this great offer. Email me at jeff at wgso.com or call me at 504-669-6076. Come fulfill your radio dreams at WGSO. Does your business need help with print, signs, or marketing? Partner with Sir Speedy. We have more than 50 years of know-how and a proven track record that goes into every project. Our specialists will work with you on everything from print collateral and direct marketing campaigns to signage both indoor and outdoor. Call Sir Speedy and let us know how we can help at 504-586-9812 or visit us online at sirspeedyneworleans.com. Sir Speedy, if you need it, we do. It. Ralph's Market cordially invites you to its Fall Wine Gala, Friday, November 3rd at La Berge Baton Rouge. Dress in your great Gatsby best and sample over 80 wines and hors d'oeuvres. It's the Ralph's Market Fall Wine Gala, November 3rd. Get tickets now at ralphsag.com. It's the Flaming Conservative. Join me now on Friday nights at 7 p.m. for Holy and Patriotic Jambalaya on WGSO. Hello, this is Jack Clegg. Thank you for listening and participating in the Jack Clegg Show Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Our audience and management have asked us to extend the show to Thursday nights at 7 p.m., and we will do that, at least until the 2024 election is over. We will continue to oppose the rich men north of Richmond who want to control what we think and control what we do. That music's bringing it to us. We're glad to be here in the great state of Louisiana. Paul Hurd's your host. Be glad to hear from you on the Louisiana Excellence Hotline. Uh, I wanted to make sure we cleared those first two segments. Remember, if you want to be a part of this show, call 504-556-9696. We'd be glad to hear from you. Let's talk a little bit more Louisiana politics just to keep you up to date. These are stories that... They don't end in a day. It's not news, current news today. It creates more current news every day. Again, we have pending in a federal court, uh, actually two different federal courts, uh, challenges to the Louisiana's congressional districting plan. We've got one hearing still scheduled at the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. That has to do with this case is operating at two different levels. The district court found that the case was so easy for the plaintiffs, the evidence was so overwhelming, I'm not saying it's right, but that that's how Judge Shelley Dick believed what she saw, made it so clear Louisiana was going to lose the case. So she granted a preliminary injunction on the districts that the state wishes to use and set up a date to have a hearing to redraw the districts on a preliminary remedy basis. What that means is we haven't even heard the merits. She just thinks it's, you know, it's like, like a murder where they got a video of you doing it. And now the question is, uh, even if you're going to get a trial in the civil law, you can go on to the remedy. The point being, she granted a preliminary junction finding that it was likely that the state was going to lose and the state has appealed that to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. That's the federal court that oversees us. 
that appeal on whether or not Judge Dick was correct on her preliminary findings is pending, all right? It's up there at the Fifth Circuit. Now, down in the district court, Judge Dick had scheduled and has scheduled a a hearing to draw the district. She had it scheduled too early, and the Fifth Circuit said, no, that's too early. Give, if you found that that a new district is needed, give the state time to redraw it. She did. She scheduled again the hearing on the district on the preliminary. That means you hadn't got to the merits for February 5. I'm going to say this. I'm, I've, I've done congressional redistricting in, 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 in district courts all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. I've been there three times. The point of this is I believe the plaintiffs and maybe because of the plaintiffs, Judge Shelley Dick is getting too far ahead of herself. One thing ace, the ace that the plaintiffs have in this case is that it, it's gone up to the Supreme Court before having to do with these preliminary uh, remedies. The Supreme Court stopped those remedies for a while and ruled and sent it back down to the Fifth Circuit and back to the district court. They sent it back to federal court, the lower courts, and said, guys, we, are now, we have now issued a new, fresh opinion having to do with another state, Alabama, That's our holding on the Voting Rights Act. Now, you guys go litigate this case, and and this is expressly in their order, and you make sure that this dispute is resolved before the conduct of the 2024 congressional elections. Well... The more they fight over the preliminary remedy, the less they're fighting over the permanent remedy. And to me, I believe that the district court, if it wants this thing to be decided, if the court believes it's so clear that it's not a good constitutional district or a good district under the Voting Rights Act, it ought to get on with the merits. It ought to get on with the show. Let's go have the. Let's go have our hearing. Look, the first redistricting case I ever did was when racial gerrymandering was just a new theory. It was up at the Supreme Court. They ruled June 28th, and we had our hearing on the merits 22 days later. We had it in July. What I'm saying is. If they want to get this case so that you and I aren't talking about this a year from now, if they want to meet the mandate of the U.S. Supreme Court that said, y'all get this resolved procedurally and get the merits done before the 2024 elections, the district court needs to focus on setting the schedule for a trial on the merits. It's not that, this case is not that hard to try particularly if you consider they've submitted some material already, supplementing it is not going to be voluminous. So much has already been admitted, and if the court 
is familiar with what's been submitted, if that's where the court's going to go, and I think if the court's already held, even without, she'll have to be unpersuaded for her not to rule in favor of the plaintiffs, which means she'll throw out these congressional districts and issue an order that says, thou shalt not use those districts. We're going to draw new districts in federal court and that those will be used. Because the other thing, well, anyway, uh, I don't want to get too deep into what we know about doing redistricting and the remedies, but the fact is, if she would just get her calendar right, <laughs> then at that point, what she can do is make sure she gets her trial, she gets her judgment out, and she gets it moving forward. And I think the Supreme Court has said, we're going to get this resolved, even if they have to take it on an expedited basis, we're going to get this resolved before the 2024 election. We'll see, but right now, the, uh, the Supreme Court, the reason this happened to come up is, again, they've been litigating about the preliminary remedy, and they took it all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, no, we don't want to get involved in the preliminary remedy. Y'all get this case back. Y'all get it decided before the election. And could, could Tanya uh, Jackson, the new Supreme Court justice, even concurred in that remand back and noted again that what they had said was, we've ordered y'all to get this resolved one way or another. Judge Dick in Baton Rouge, uh, Fifth Circuit in Orleans, in, in New Orleans. Y'all get this case resolved so that we know that we're having a constitutional election on uh, in, November, in 2024. Uh, I think if they'll quit getting, uh, the plaintiffs, quit getting greedy at the preliminary level and just go to the merits all indications are you've got a pretty – the judge thinks you've got a good case. Uh, it's almost – look, that's where we are. Uh, that's what's happened. I think uh, uh, Katanji Jackson has told Shelley Dick the right path to take. We'll see what happens. Uh, look, the next thing I wanted to mention – I just got a minute or two before I take a break. Uh, the uh, And that's this. Uh, there was um, – there was a, I think it was yesterday, the, um, not yesterday, it, was, it would have been uh, last week on Thursday or Friday, but they had a hearing at the city council about the assessor's assessments on property in uh, Orleans Parish that have, have really skyrocketed. It's really been a, uh, a, a, a shock to many of the citizens and quite frankly, it's a shock to me as well that uh, that the assessor would believe that these property values had gone up so much in a four-year cycle. Now, let me tell you how this works. The assessor does the number, the value. The, the taxing bodies like the city council, like a levy board, uh, like a sheriff, all of them uh, pass millages, uh, millages that are 
the taxing level off your valuation. So what happens is once they do that and the values go up, if they, if they keep that taxing rate that they have, they get more money. Without ever having to enact anything new, you get more money. When we get back, we're going to talk more about this because this is important. And I really think this is one of those areas where our city council has to find a new way. It needs to be more involved. It, it has power. It has the right to make decisions, and they ought to be exercising that power. Paul Hurd, your host. I got to go. I'll be right back. We'll take a break. Louisiana Live is coming in hot. We'll talk about saving you money or at least getting a good hearing in front of the council when we get back. Look up, Hey folks, this is Jeff Cruer. Join me at 7 a.m. till 11 right here on WGSO 990 a.m. for Ringside Politics with a Punch. We're going to be bringing you great guests. We'll discuss the latest hot topics and, of course, taking your phone calls. On Tuesday, we'll visit with our election expert, Dr. Randy Ross. We'll discuss the hot topics of the day with Ringside All-Star Michelle Hurstis. And we'll visit with Louisiana Attorney General candidate Liz Merle. All of that and more right here on Ringside from 7 to 11 on WGSO. What does grace mean to you? At Grace of the Green Light, a 501c3 nonprofit, we believe that everyone deserves a hot meal, clean drinking water, and the chance to go home again. Our work is made possible through the generous support of Emory and James Limited, an independent insurance agent serving Covington, Hammond, and Metairie, Louisiana. Emory and James, serving our community for generations. Learn more at emoryjames.com. This is Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans. Hey, y'all, the Beat Exchange has a new time slot, Mondays at 7 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans, the Beat Exchange with Barbara Hoover. New Orleans, are you ready to have a conversation? Well, if you are, Ron Richardson is here to tell you that you should tune into my show, Conversations with Ron Richardson, every Saturday morning from 11 a.m. until 12 noon here on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com, where we discuss mental health, disability, and everyday life. Tune in to Conversations with Ron Richardson every Saturday morning from 11 a.m. until 12 noon here on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. Join me, Mitch Gibbs, every Monday and Friday at 5 p.m. live at Premier Nissan at 6636 Veterans Boulevard where Metairie meets Kenner for our 12th season of In the Red Zone. WGSO 990 AM is the only locally owned and operated talk station in New Orleans. We feature 20 local hosts discussing a variety of topics in an era when the daily newspaper is being discontinued and our competitors are out-of-state media conglomerates. We ask you, our listeners, to support local programming on a local station. To advertise or sponsor one of our great shows, contact me at jeff at wgso.com or call 504-669-606. Dave, Dave, get up. 
Huh? What? Get oh, up. Why are you waking me up? It's 8.30 a.m. We got a show on Everything Old is New Again. Our show is on the air at 9 a.m. this morning and every Saturday morning. Oh, you mean it changed from 1 p.m. to 9 a.m.? Yeah, WGSO 990 a.m. They would like us to wake up New Orleans every Saturday morning with Everything Old is New Again at 9 a.m. Come on, let's go. All right, here we go. Come on, you don't have to take a shower. Don't anything. We'll, we'll do it on the air. Don't worry. All right, we'll be here. Everything Old is New Again. 9 o'clock Saturdays. <laughs> Back, we're back for the final gun lap. We're glad to be here. Look, let's talk about this, this, how assessments of property values and the assessment of property taxes occurs in every parish, not just Orleans. But here's, here's what I want to mention to the council. Uh, some of the council members said this is, all right, the assessor comes in front of them and presents uh, his new assessments, which have been very controversial, we'll talk about why, but very controversial. He presents his information, and he asks for the council to approve, and the council wants to say, we approve. Look, council, every one of you, you do not have the power to participate in the appointment of the police, the chief of police, without having the power and the obligation to exercise your good judgment to make sure that there is a good government decision being made. That's your job. You're not just there to be city council, and I don't have to do anything about the assessor, no. This is just like dealing with the mayor. The mayor has the authority to propose You've got the uh, authority to approve. You have the, the, the legal responsibility to make sure that these assessments against your citizens are proper. It doesn't mean that th this is not personal with the assessor. What this council needs to do is step back, have a hearing, and, and, and the assessor needs to know if he's gotten by in the years past and coming in and saying, there's my book of assessments, I did it right, I asked for your approval, and the council said, oh, well, if you say it's good, we say we approve. All right? That's not what you do with the mayor. You exercise good judgment. This is absolutely, positively no different. Why are people so concerned? And it's because of this. We've got a historic change. Let's say there was a bubonic plague in uh, South Louisiana and suddenly 30% of the people died. Do you think the values of those homes stay the same? No. The market changed. And the assessment being done needs to be current market situation. Current market factors need to be digested in the assessment. For example, and this is where, you know, this is where the, um, the homeowners have a point and counsel you have a duty. And that is, do we know we've got out migration? You've got a shrinking city. Less buyers, lower price. OK? 
Okay. We've got crime where, again, there's another report out this week that we've got in Louisiana three of the most dangerous cities uh, in America, and New Orleans is one of them. Well, what has crime in the last five years? The last time this was assessed was four years ago. It's only gone up. It's only gotten worse. It's only gotten known nationally. What about mortgage rates? What have happened to the mortgage rates in the last four years? They've doubled or tripled. What about income, flood insurance, and non-flood insurance? What has happened to those costs? All of those costs go into what a buyer can offer. They all go into the value of the property. Business, residential, it doesn't matter. But interest rates are up, insurance rates are up, flood insurance is up, reduced population uh, is headed in the wrong direction, crime is up. It's really important that the, look, tell the assessor, when you come here, you better be prepared to address how you have uh, considered, how have you digested these concerns and on a factual basis? How have you determined the effect that doubling your murder rate and doubling uh, leading the nation in murder and, and being like fourth or fifth in uh, violent assault, how does that impact a marketplace and you know what the answer is. It pushes prices down. There's more sellers and fewer buyers, and that pushes the price down. I think the council needs to do its job. I think it needs to reach out and, and say, all right, we're going to evaluate this, uh, what he did. And uh, I look, I've uh, supported the council's review of the chief of police. I, I support the council's authority given to it under law to review the actions of the assessor. If you don't like the job, go sell snowballs. The answer is this is your duty to protect the citizens against assessments that don't have a reasonable factual basis. That's where we are. Look, I've got, I may have a caller. He's got a couple of minutes. I think I've got Matthew from either home or Metairie out there somewhere. Come on in, Matthew. Well, so I'm listening to the story about the, uh, the court case regarding the redistricting. Yep. And it does seem to me like the way you were describing it, the judge is trying to drag it out for some reason. Well, ironically, uh, everybody believes it's the opposite. It, 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 everybody believes on the sideline that she's very sympathetic with the plaintiffs and that she's, and she gotten, a, she's gotten ahead of herself. She's a little too far over her skis. She thought she could push a quick remedy through and it'd be over. And what she's found ah. is, is that to get a quick remedy like that, it better be a slam dunk, no questions, pardon me, hell yes, case. And these cases okay. are too important. And I really believe they need to 
hey, and both the plaintiffs and the judge, I think the plaintiffs received such a favorable return from response from the judge that the judge says, yes, I agree with your analysis. I agree with your expert. I don't think their ex- they, the city, the city, I'm sorry, the state's experts, the state. whether they rebut them, I don't believe so. I think the evidence is here uh, that, that this districting plan that we have violates Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. That's what ah, she okay. held. She held it was and so then, clear that it is highly likely that they would win if they had a trial. Well, my answer is you're going you're gonna to do exactly what you said. You're going to end up dragging it out because you did not try to hear the case on the merits. Wow, okay, so now I understand uh, better. There you Thank go. You. Well, look, I got there was I, another I, I, point you brought up, and that well, was, you better uh, hurry. I got thirty who, seconds. Go. People who uh, have not voted should not complain. Well, I should defend the right of those uh, people to complain, but I am certainly very curious. Why didn't you just go vote? It's not difficult. All right, look, I, I we'll talk about whether we what we think of people who don't vote. And how they how they participate by not voting. Look, we got to take our break. We're going to come back in a day. We'll see you at four o'clock tomorrow. It's heard, Louisiana Live. We'll always come in hot. You're gonna have yourself a case. I'm gonna break your face. Now don't mess with my toot toot. Don't mess with my. Hi, this is Kevin Carr, host of Fat Guys at the Movies. Listen every Sunday at 8 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM, the community voice of the Crescent City. You can check out He Said, She Said on a new day. Hump day. A new day, but we'll still be discussing and debating the hot topics. Wednesdays at 5. Here on WGSO.